What is going on, Investor Thrive Nation? I am here with Jay McMillan. What's going on, brother? My guy, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Dude, it is my pleasure having you on here. We are talking about today about a deal you got going and you did it the painless way, man. You've got your buyer. You established exactly where you're going to go. And you, you told me pretty much this guy, he kind of just took took care of the deal for you, right? I mean, honestly, I just put two and two together and then I was just out of the mix, honestly. Bro, I love deals like that, man. I love when I'm just like, hey, here's a deal. What would you pay? They say what they, well, actually, let's let's even, let's go dive into it before we even get into it. So how did you get into real estate investing? Let's dive into that first. You said you started this year. So let's talk about how that uh, experience and that, that went. Yeah. So I literally started on April 15th, um, 2023, but I knew about, I knew, actually, I never even thought about real estate before then, but I started off with actually learning about business credit. Okay. And then one of my friends took a wholesale class uh, along with that. And then he told me this was the field for me. Mm -hmm. and, and so I actually didn't do that first. Um, I did a class with uh, one of my good friends uh, slash mentor, uh, Brent Stanford. Okay. And um, he was teaching me things about real estate. And after that, um, I really wanted to go the wholesaling route because I knew that was a good way to make money for right now, wholesaling. So yeah, yeah. I chose to go that route. And um, April 15th, man, I started driving for dollars. So. Driving for dollars. Where are you located, by the way? Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Okay. So mm -hmm. you are specifically working in that market, or did you start doing it virtually? No, nah, just in this market. Winston-Salem, High Point, and Greensboro. Just I'm trying to stick around local okay. right now. Great, great. Awesome. So let's talk about how you uh, worked with this buyer. How did you find this buyer on this deal that you had? Oh, that, that I found buyer. So yeah. literally, when I first started, I got a, a postcard from this guy, from his mm -hmm. company. And um, I actually called the po I called the number on a postcard because I just wanted to talk to him just to get some advice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I did it like that. And then we just basically kept in touch, really. Straight uh, to the source, bro. Very awesome. nice guy too as well. Very helpful. And that's what made me want to reach out to him even more. Awesome. Awesome. So, okay. So let's talk about how you went through the strategy. So uh, you heard about the painless wholesaling strategy for me, right? <laughs> I think we were talking about that. Hey, I love it. And I've been trying to, just been trying to preach this, man, because a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll go out and pull a giant list in the area they don't really know. They'll call it, they'll maybe get a deal or someone, and then they won't really have a buyer for it. So what I say is, hey, start with the end in mind, you know, know where buyers are buying and then use them to help you bring the deal. And, and it actually helped you in this certain situation when the seller is being kind of tough, right? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, man, it's it's so simple. It's, it's like kind of like mind blowing, like how much I didn't put any time in, into this sale at all. It feels good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk us through it. Talk us through how, how simple it was and what you did. Okay. So like basically literally two weeks ago, I went on, I went driving for dollars in Greensboro because I had to go to a re-event down there. Mm -hmm. So I spent a couple of hours just driving for dollars in that area. Um, before that, sorry, I actually went on batch leads and I looked up where the high cash buying activity was. So that's when I went into that exact area and drove around there for a couple of hours. And then after that, um, I called on those properties and um, this guy, he was just ready to sell. And um, what I'm really noticing too as well is um, you have to basically catch these people at the right time. And this guy literally at that right time was ready to sell. He said, just got wow. about this yesterday. Amazing. You know, so so the, the, I called on him the next week and literally it was like that Wednesday. Mm -hmm. We got it sold um, with my buyer that uh, that Friday. 
Wow, bro. You said yeah. two, this happened two weeks ago. You started actually just driving. What do you mean? Like for, uh, for, for that, uh, for, for this deal, you said two weeks yeah. ago, you were driving that area. Yeah. Right? Two weeks ago, literally. Yeah. It happened that fast. Like it's oh, that's crazy. Quick. That's crazy. amazing. I know. <laughs> Cause sometimes it takes months to get deals. So you, you just picked an area that had high, uh, high cash buyers and you knew your yeah. buyer was, you yeah. know, would buy in there. You yeah. drove it called it guy want to sell and then you just um you know what happened there you were talking to your the seller and didn't he give you some some slack or something didn't he flack or whatever didn't uh so as far as with the seller um he actually had another offer oh okay had another offer and um what actually helped me out with this was that he wanted to um he wanted to not help me out but um, it did a little bit, but he wanted to see some credentials. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, since I'm just getting started, I don't have like um, a website yet or Google reviews and all that jazz. So I actually reached out to um, to this guy in the area, Greg Bernie, shout out. Mm-hmm. And um, he had all the credentials. So I, I basically hit up Greg and um, I said, look, I need your help with this. Let's do it. Let's get this sale. And did Greg call him or did he just give him the website or what? what how did uh, how did your buyer get involved? Basically, Greg just gave me his website. I sent it to uh, sent it to the seller, mm-hmm. and then um, after that, we hopped on a three way call. And Greg just did all the talking, and I just was just listening and learning from the more experienced wholesaler slash investor. Amazing, amazing. So, so when you're talking to the seller, he said, "Look, man, I already got an offer at whatever, right?" Did he tell yeah. you the offer he had? Yeah, he did actually. He did. That was okay. And then you were like, "Hey, I think I can pay more than that, essentially, mm-hmm. right?" Mm-hmm. And then you did you then reach out to your buyer to see what he'd be able to pay? Yep. Okay. Yep. Amazing. So, right. Th- did you even have the contract? And at the point when you talked to your buyer to just be like, hey, what could you pay? Or did you ask him first? Did, did you have it on your contract? Oh, no, it was not on the contract. So this was a He's- person that I basically uh, trusted. Yeah. And he seems like a trustworthy guy. And just went along with it. Oh, I love it. That's what I'm talking about. These are deals that if you didn't have that re- trusted relationship, it yeah. probably wouldn't have been very easy to navigate. So let's give it a scenario for everyone listening. The seller's like, hey, I got to offer 95. And you don't know anyone, but you want the deal. You think it's a deal. You're not sure, right? So you tell the seller, oh, I can pay more. Essentially, you're lying because you don't know, right? But you, you didn't lie. I'm just saying people will just say, yes, I can pay more. And yeah. then they go and look. Yeah. You did it the painless way. And you're just like, hey, g- give me a second. I think I can pay more. You called your guy. He said, did he give you the price? He said he can pay. Like, didn't he say he could give you like a specific amount? Uh, the buyer? Yeah, the buyer. Didn't he yeah. say like, hey, it can pay? He my, the buyer basically said, uh, Greg, he said, Yo, just text him. Text uh-huh. him what I can do. And that's it. So I texted him and he said, let's do it. Amazing. So he gave you the price and you went back to the seller and you're just like, hey, I can pay $1,000 more than the other guy. And then you just exactly made $1,000 more. And the guy's like, of course, I want to make an extra thousand bucks, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. then then you sign it and it's done. It's already dispoed, brother. You just got to get it to the title company and, and Greg's got taken care of. You're good. Yeah, that's it. Man, easy, easy peasy. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many deals that come across to me, bro, when like a seller wants a certain amount. And I'm like, dang, I think this is a deal, but I don't want to be the guy who's like, yeah, I, I can do it. And then lock it up, go try for a week or whatever my due diligence period is, and then have to go back and be like, oh, I couldn't find anybody. But I, but we don't say that. We just wholesalers most of the time just say, oh, I can't, something happened or what, they make some excuse up, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have, you know, five to 10 solid uh, top cash buyers in your pocket, it's just a phone call. And then after that, you just sign the agreement. 
you can get tied enough with these buyers where you can just have them even negotiate or them hop on the call. They don't care. They want a deal. Yeah. I'm still working on that cash buyer list stuff. So, but Hey, yeah, we're, yeah. we're getting there, man. We're getting it, there. It takes time, you know, and you gotta, you gotta have the right conversations, but look, the imagine having, you know, five, 10, even five relationships, just like you have with Greg, right. Where you can just be like, bro, what'd you pay? You want to hop on this call? Hmm. They're going to be able to educate you and navigate, get, navigate the situation with you, you know? Preach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so let's talk about how you could make, because I know you said it was like a $5,000 deal, right? Yes. So $5,000, you know, we all want to make a little bit more. So this is what I would do in this situation. This is what I've done. Okay. If it seemed like a skinnier deal just because the other guy was at 95 or whatever, and you had to pay a little bit more just to get it done. So this is what you would do in situations like this. You could potentially have other relationships and you could call them and be like, Hey, Greg, I know you gave me that your offer. I need to make a little bit more money. So I'm just going to ask a couple of my other people what they pay. Greg should be cool enough to be like, yeah, I get it, man. I know you got to make money. That's a, one of the options, right? Just have a couple mm -hmm. more people you'd reach out to. Okay. Um, so number one, just have more relationships, more, more people to talk to. Number two is you could talk to Greg and you could say, Hey, Greg, bro, I'm only making five K on this one. Is there any way you can pay a little bit more, man? And you could ask him to pay a little bit more upfront. Now, if he's like, I can't, that's I'm tight. That's exactly where I have to be. Then you could say, is there any way we could structure this where maybe, you know, I get five now. And then when you're done flipping it, maybe I get like 10% of the, the, the flip, like the profit that you make on the flip or a certain percentage. Mm -hmm. Then he's like, yeah, I don't mind paying you later, especially if I make money. But if I do this and I don't make any, if I don't make above 20 K, then, you know, I need to make my money. So what I would say in this situation is like, okay, Greg, if you got to make $20,000 on this flip, anything above 20 that you make, let's, let's split it or let's, let me get like a percentage. Wow. Then he would say, Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm making good and you're, I'm taking care of you. That's one way. Right now, if it's a rental for Greg and he's like, I'm actually going to keep this bro. And be like, well, Hey man, is there any way maybe I could get a percentage of the equity of the, the property? Cause that's what I do with some of mine. I have a buyer where I'm like, Hey man, I didn't make enough. Can we structure where I, I just have ownership, a percent of the ownership and I get profit off the rent. And when it sells in the future, I'll get a percentage. And those are usually subject to deals that we keep on like for Airbnbs and stuff. Okay. But that's another way. And this guy, he used, you use his credentials, right? So that's okay. It doesn't seem like he was giving you a lower offer because he was involved a lot. But if you feel like maybe they want to make more because um, or pay you less because they did more, you don't always have to have them give you the credentials in because, in, you know, there's there's a lot of ways to get uh, not just websites, but there's ways to get proof of funds from hard money lenders. So you could send it to the seller and be like, Hey, I'm good to go. This is a hard money lender gave me this. You can give them, I have what's called a credibility packet, which just has like, you know, some information about who I am, some reviews I've had uh, right. from past. So you could get a review from these two people and put it on. You could show them Google business and ask some of your friends to leave you some reviews. So there's a lot of ways to have credibility. Websites are pretty dang easy too to throw up the landing pages. I have a CRM um, that actually lets you just put up a landing page, which you can make a website in like nice. in a day. Um, yeah. So if you don't have a CRM yet, then you can your specific CRMs will let you pull up web, websites okay. really quick. So th that's, those are some of the suggestions I would have so you can make more. But the cool thing about this situation is like you might, without Greg or without that relationship, you might not have been able to convince the guy to go with you. You know, he might've just went with the other guy right at 95 exactly. and and that's another reason why giving the offer too soon is kind of a bad idea right because sellers they'll shop it bro if you unless you can get them to like commit to accept your offer if you give them what you can agree on right then they're, they're just gonna wait 
Mm-hmm. So, for example, let me give you let me give you an example of how to overcome this. So, right. whoever that gave that seller that offer where he went with you, this is what I would have done. Be, I would have been said, "Hey, hey, Mr. Seller, if we can come and agree on a price, are you good to sign today?" And then he would say yes or no, and I'd say, "Okay, you're not ready to sign today. Is there something that's holding you back?" And he's like, "Oh, I, I'd rather uh, check with more people on you know what I can get paid." Then I would hold back my offer and say, "Hey." I understand if you want to check with other people. I don't want to give away my number yet. I can give you a range, but when you're ready to make a decision, I can give you that final price. Because what happened is he just took that other guy's offer and he went with the better offer. Now, if the guy would have said, yes, I'm ready to sign, I give him the offer, and whether I got it from my buyer or not, I give him, give him the offer. And then I say, I'm going to send you over the paperwork right now and uh, I'm going to read the, the contract through with you just to make sure you understand so you feel comfortable signing. Are you in front of your computer? He's like, yeah. So I send that over and I read through the agreement to, with him, explain things, answer questions. And then I say, are you ready to sign? So I never just send contracts or I try to avoid sending contracts where I kind of hope they sign because <laughs> that's that can be rough. Sometimes they won't. Um, they'll just ghost you. So yeah. hopefully that me telling you all this is helpful so you don't get in the situation of the guy that lost the deal to you and that you can get paid more money on your next one. Nice, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Of course. Yeah. And, you know, I've done many deals like this. And like I said, the more relationships you get out there, the more stuff you can try. So I have a deal that came across my desk in uh, it's like a million dollar home. So I reached out to my just quickly. I was like, hey, I got to reach out to my my high end buyers. They don't, they're not interested. So I just save my time from going under contract, sending it to title, doing all this stuff. Because if my people don't really want it, then it's probably not that good of a deal. Mm-hmm. I can just already know it's not worth my time. If you do the strategy, it will save you hours and weeks and so much time, bro. Cause I sp- I've probably locked up over 400 contracts since I started doing the other way where you just tell a seller, you can do it, or you give them a price that you think makes sense. You lock it up. Then you look for a buyer, no one buys it and you got to cancel the, the amount of time that takes, oh my gosh, you add that all up, so much time, bro. It's a complete waste. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the only way I say people tell people just lock it up is if it's if, if it's a no-brainer deal. But sometimes, most of the time, it's pretty iffy. You're like, I don't know. I gotta I gotta ask somebody because <laughs> it's kind of tight. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Cool, Jay. Well, um, going forward, man, um, are you gonna try and implement this strategy a little bit more? Like work in those specific areas where you got buyers. So, man, honestly, I'm going to continue to work with this guy that I've um, that I've been um, talking to. And and then also, too, as well, I'm going to try to go to Ria's and meet some more buyers and see which ones I feel comfortable with. That's the main thing, right? I guess feeling comfortable with them to do something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. You got to feel comfortable. And yeah. a lot of the time that makes me feel comfortable is if they've done many deals, right? Because no one is going to recommend like, for example, if I call a title company and they recommend me a buyer, right. a title company's not going to recommend me a buyer who is going to snake me because they got that relationship. They've done many deals. If you just meet some random guy or somebody on a Facebook group, they're like, yeah, I can do it. That's where I get iffy. I'm like, I don't really know you. We got to either meet or you got to be recommended to me by, you know, someone in the circle. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. someone in the network. That's how you can avoid a uh, majority of these issues. Nice. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Cool, man. Well, I'm excited for your journey. Uh, keep it up. And one one suggestion you're going to learn, and this might help you out as you're starting out. I'm sure Greg and other people you meet also have marketing lists. They also probably have ways like people you can call. That's what I did when I first started. So I, I networked and then I also asked like, hey, do you have anybody, any people I can market to, any lists or anything you pulled and skip trace so I don't you know, have to pull it? And if I get a deal, then obviously you get first dibs and we can work together on it. That way- um, hmm. 
they can pay for your marketing, right? Because wow. for, for you, you're like, hey, Greg, like I'm gonna call these people. You get first dibs. If it doesn't work for you, obviously, I gotta go find out some, someone else. But I'm gonna become the first one to you, and uh, you can get your marketing paid for. Let's freaking go, bro. It's all about networking. <laughs> I, love it. I didn't think about that. That's yeah. that's dope. Okay, it's, it's just a simple question. It's like, hey, man, do you have any uh, any lists I can call? I, I'd love to get you some more deals. And uh, you know, when I did it. I actually got the buyer that I was working with to get paid for, you know, a couple thousand dollars in lists that he wanted. Or I think he actually just gave me two. One of my buyers actually just gave me two thousand dollars. <laughs> He's like, go, go ahead and market it. And he was cool. He didn't really expect the money back. But I actually I was newer. I didn't get a deal from his two thousand. So I actually paid him back later in the future. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, if you're if you're, you're slick about it, you can have them, you know, pay for your marketing. That's, that's, I like that a lot. Okay. Thanks for the gem right there for sure. You got it. All right, brother. Well, you got anything you want to say to everyone before we head out? Man, um, honestly, just take imperfect action. That's it. Just take imperfect. That's what I'm doing right now. Just learning along the way. Like, I didn't let analysis, dialysis get get over me too much. Just take imperfect action and get after it. That's it. Proud of you, man. Thank you for for showing us what it looks like to just get out there and get it because that's this is real, bro. You can make money. It's, you just got to talk to people. As you know, you got to just reach out and you got to take imperfect action. So well, well said. And uh, Jay, we'll see you on the next one, brother. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, Nate. You got it.